The reading is 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 12. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Let's pray, shall we? Let's pray. Uh, Lord God, uh, you are a God who loves us. Uh, We've heard that again and again in what we've sung. Uh, We've heard that again and again in that Bible reading that Adj just read for us. And so, Lord God, we pray right now that by your Spirit, you would help each one of us uh, to know more about your love and indeed to know your love more truly and more fully and to respond to that love this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Central to today, uh, to Remembrance Sunday, central to today is sacrifice. Sacrifice, that word uh, is all around. If you were to go to the Royal British Legion website and uh, read a summary of what the British Legion do, it says here, It says, the Legion is committed to helping everyone understand the importance of remembrance so that sacrifices are never forgotten. Sacrifice is central to today. I remember a few years ago going to our our local primary school, Macaulay, uh, to talk about remembrance. And I showed them this two-minute video from the British Legion that featured lots of different celebrities at the time holding a poppy uh, silently to their mouth like this. Now, I can't remember who all the different celebrities were, but uh, after we'd seen the video, I asked the school children uh, to put their hand up if they could name any of the celebrities on that video. And one little girl uh, put her hand up straight away, and, and she, was, uh, she was tiny. She was uh, probably in reception. She was at her age five. And I was a little bit sort of like thinking, oh, no, she's not going to know any of those celebrities. I was sort of, it was a question more to the older children, but immediately she put her hand up. And so I asked her, and with a, quite a bit of emotion on her face, she said, my great-grandpa died in a plane in the war. You see, more than any celebrity, that girl was focused on sacrifice. Sacrifice is central to today. And sacrifice is central too to uh, the Bible reading that Adj just read for us. Coming up on the screen will be uh, verse 10 again. And uh, it's the the disciple John, John, one of Jesus' closest friends. And he writes this. He says, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. 
And this morning, really, all I want to do is just say three very simple things that I would love each of us to hold on to about sacrifice, whether that's sacrifice in war or sacrifice in our Bible passage. And the first thing's this, sacrifice is worth remembering. Take Tom, who was interviewed age 99. Tom got married age 21. Age 23, he went abroad to fight in 1941, Second World War. Tom was captured as a prisoner of war in Singapore. He spent three years as a captive building a railway line and an airstrip. He returned to England in October 1945 at the end of World War II to be reunited with his wife. And this is what Tom said in an interview when he was 99. He said, my life is full of remembrance of the war. Not a day passes without me thinking about it. Les Day is the one person I really think about. I was with him all through the war days in Singapore and into captivity. I moved into Changi concentration camp with him, but unfortunately he didn't survive. I think it's not just a case of remembering in November. For me, we should remember every day and every month. And that's what I try and do. Every day, every month, remembering the sacrifice of people like Tom's friend, Les Day. And of course, now this year, when, when World War I, World War II seems so long ago, we know only too well that conflicts exist now around the world, not least in Ukraine and in Israel and Palestine. And we remember the loss, not just of those in the armed forces sacrificing their lives, but also those civilians, including many children, caught up in the current conflicts. Sacrifice is worth remembering. John Hamilton is 105, and he is one of the oldest living survivors of World War II. And just a couple of days ago, he was asked about the importance of the poppy, and this is what he said. He said, the poppy means that you mustn't forget those who fought for the country and lost their lives. He's saying sacrifice is worth remembering. You mustn't forget, says 105-year-old John Hamilton. On Remembrance Sunday, many people, many of us, wear poppies. We, we wear them to remember those who sacrificed their lives so that we might know freedom and peace. But the reality is that actually, in a sense, Christians should wear a poppy every day. Because every day, we're to remember Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who sacrificed himself on the cross so that we too might know freedom and peace. Think of that last song we sang. It, it sang the words, here is love, vast as the ocean, loving kindness as the flood, when the prince of life, our ransom, shed for us his precious blood, who his love will not remember. Sacrifice, it is worth remembering.
Secondly, sacrifice has a purpose. It has a purpose. During World War II, uh, Jim Conway, aged just 20, was one of 10 Marines who took part in a, a daring, successful operation to paddle canoes into a naval base in Bordeaux Harbour to booby-trap German boats with limpet mines. And this is part of a letter that he wrote to his mother and his sister just before going on that mission. This is the letter. He wrote, Dear Mother and Mary, I'm taking this opportunity to write a few lines, though I hope they won't be necessary. As you know, I volunteered for a certain job, which I trust you'll learn about at a later date. Being very secret, I cannot enclose in my letter the work I do. However, I hope you won't think badly of me. I know it looks foolish to you that I had to do this, but I've enjoyed it and I know that what we've done helps to end the mess we're in and make a decent and better world. Don't think of this as a suicide note, but think of it just as I want you to. I'm leaving this note with one of the boys who fortunately isn't coming with us. I'll say goodbye to you both, thanking God for the two of you who've been so kind and given me courage as you've done. God bless and keep you both. I know this will hurt you terribly, but I think it is the best way. Your loving son and brother, Jim. Winston Churchill later said that this mission in the canoes helped shorten the war by six months. Lord Mountbatten deemed the raid, and I'm quoting Lord Mountbatten here, the most courageous and imaginative of all the raids ever carried out by the men of combined operations. Yet after planting those mines on the German boats, blowing up six of them, Jim was captured by the Nazis, interrogated and shot dead by a firing squad. Now, Jim Conway, he wrote, don't think of this as a suicide note. And he was totally correct to write that. Because his death, his sacrifice of his life, it had a purpose, didn't it? It wasn't just to die for nothing. But it was to die so that others might live, to ultimately save lives by bringing the war to an end as fast as possible. And that is why today, the Christian message is such good news for everyone. Because Jesus' death, it wasn't for nothing. Jesus' death, it had a purpose too. It had the greatest purpose of all. Just look on the screen at verse 9 of our reading. Look at what John writes. He says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. See, John's saying there, he's saying Jesus' death happened so that you and I could live. Each one of us, we're, we're naturally, we are not at one with God. We are cut off from God. God is holy, we are not. And yet look at how Jesus' his death is described in verse 10, the second half of that verse up there talks about Jesus' death, bottom line, as an atoning sacrifice. And literally that word atoning means at one ing. 
at-one-ing, atoning, saying Jesus' death, it has a purpose. Jesus' death, it enables you and me who are naturally not at one with God. Jesus' death enables you and me to be at one with God, to live with him. Some of you will, probably many of you will know of the, uh, the pop singer James Blunt, he of your beautiful fame. Uh, James Blunt was in the army himself, he fought in Kosovo, and just a couple of weeks ago, James Blunt released his autobiography. And this is what he writes, uh, not about his time in the army, uh, this is what he writes about his time at junior school. He writes this, in my five years of school, uh, my only real achievement was being cast as Jim in the school production of Treasure Island. Uh, but an hour before the performance, I knocked myself out whilst swinging on a door lintel in the loos. I'd been trying to push people into the urinal with my feet, but swung too high, lost grip, and hit my head on the stone floor. So you might be thinking, what happened in that school play? There's James Blunt. He's going to be Jim Hawkins, the main part in Treasure Island. And there he is. He is concussed, having hit his head on the loo floor. How did the play go ahead? I'll tell you. I was James Blunt's substitute. (laughs) I was at school with James Blunt. And I took his place. Here's the proof for you. Coming up on the screen, uh, there you can see James Blunt as Jim Hawkins. That was on the third night of the school play. Um, And there he is. You can see the costume there, the sort of brown um, gilet and things like that. There's James Blunt uh, being Jim Hawkins. And if you just zoom in a little bit closer, uh, you can see in the background, playing the little pipe, a little pirate was me. You might be able to see me there. Um, That was on the third night of the school play. Here is the photo on the first night of the school play coming up now, and there is me in James Blunt's costume, uh, being James Blunt's uh, substitute, being Jim Hawkins. And you'll see I've got my book in hand because I didn't know all the lines, so I had to keep on referring to the book um, because uh, there there we go. So I was James Blunt's substitute. I, I took his place. But Jesus Christ is our substitute. And Jesus Christ took our place, not on the wooden boards of a school play, but Jesus Christ took our place on the wooden boards of a Roman cross. Jesus died in our place. Jesus died for our sins. Sins of uh, not trying to push people into your rhinals, but the sin of each one of us of trying to push God out of our lives. Each one of us looking to live our life with no reference to the one who created us. So the sacrifice of Jesus' death. It's worth remembering and it has a purpose. Jesus' death, it paid for our sin. It enables you and I to be at one. At one with God who created us. And then thirdly and finally, Sacrifice, it is motivated by love. This Bible passage, it's all about love, isn't it? That 13 times in just six verses, the word love is used by John. So that's more than two times per verse he uses the word love. 
And really the message is this, God, God has shown such love to us, sacrificial love in Christ dying on the cross, so we too should love others. Verse 11 says it most clearly, coming up on the screen. John writes, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. In James Blunt's autobiography, uh, he tells the story of when, I'm not involved in this one, uh, of of when he was being attacked uh, from all sides in the army in Kosovo. And he was fearing his life. And so what James Blunt did was he phoned up his dad whilst he was in his tank because James Blunt's dad was in charge of all the British Army's helicopters. And within five minutes, what he says is that these helicopters were sent to pick him and his, heli- and his colleagues up to rescue them, which is interesting to see how the army works, but there you go. Um, but um, uh, this is what James Blunt records of their phone call. This is him in the tank phoning his dad, who's in charge of all uh, British Army helicopters. Helicopters, my dad said. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Do you remember your teacher, Mr. Leakey, from Elstree, which is our old school? I did, says James Blunt, he writes. Uh, He writes, Mr. Leakey was good-looking, sporty, super popular, and had married the hot blonde art teacher, Miss Sinclair, who everyone fancied. That's true, everyone did fancy her. Um, (laughs) Uh, Well, Mr. Leakey is now a major in the Army Air Corps now, running Army Aviation in Kosovo. Here's his number, my father explained. Brilliant. Thank you, Daddy. I love you. Good luck, Jimmy. I love you too. He hung up. And James Blunt was rescued within five minutes. Now, even putting aside Mr. Leakey and Miss Sinclair, what do we hear there? Just look at that little last bit again. We hear love. Daddy, I love you. Jimmy, I love you too. You see, sacrifice, whether it's the sacrifice of a father sending out helicopters for his son, or the sacrifice of dying in battle to bring freedom, or the sacrifice of dying on a cross for our sins, Jesus Christ himself, true sacrifice, it is always motivated by love. And you know what each one of us needs to hear today? Whoever we are, whether we're grieving a loss of a loved one in war, or whether we're fearful about all the conflict that is going on in our world, or whether we're totally content with life, whatever our situation, whatever your situation today, above all, this is what we need to hear. We need to hear God's words to each one of us God says, I love you. God says, I love you. He says to each one of us, he says, you are worth making the ultimate sacrifice for. Because I love you. Let me reread those words of that hymn again. Here is love, vast as the ocean, loving kindness as the flood. When the prince of life, our ransom, shed for us his precious blood, who his love will not remember. Today, 
as you and I reflect on sacrifice, this Remembrance Sunday, sacrifice that is worth remembering, that has a purpose in bringing us freedom, that is motivated always by love. Can I encourage you today to reflect not just on the sacrifice of so many heroic individuals who've died in armed conflict. But would you also reflect and respond to Jesus, to Jesus and his sacrifice for you and for me? Shall we pray? Let's pray. I'm just going to pray a prayer that you might like to, to echo in your heart. If this Remembrance Sunday you would like to respond to Jesus' love in sacrificing himself for you. So let me pray. And as I say, if you'd like to pray, just echo this prayer, echo these words in your heart as I lead us in prayer. Lord Jesus, Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross, dying to pay the price of my sin. Lord Jesus, sorry that I've been living life, pushing you out of my life, not remembering you. And today, Lord Jesus, I choose to remember and respond to your love for me. Jesus, please, would you come into my life by your Spirit. Jesus, may I know your love in all its fullness. May I know freedom from the penalty of sin and freedom to live as you have created me to live in relationship with you. Jesus, may I know peace with you, now and forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.